Welcome to the February 2023 Food Literacy Podcast. I'm Warren Williams. This episode is heavily tilted to gardening as we devote this episode to kicking off the garden season with a focus on planning in the audio and show notes. There's a little information also regarding lifestyle, food, and slowing the cognitive decline in Alzheimer's sufferers. A subject near to my heart is my 97-year-old mother, is dealing with this devastating condition. Also, there's a bit of information about labels on food that has been bioengineered or, in common terms, are GMOs. This labeling change has occurred in the last year, so we wanted to provide you information so that you can avoid GMO foods or bioengineered foods if you so choose. Thank you for tuning in, and please reach out to me about podcast ideas, potential guests, etc. at O-R-R-I-N at C-U-T-C-H-I-A-G-O dot O-R-G. Oren at CutChicago.org. Thank you. Coming up next is the entire podcast. Peace. Hello all, Oren Williams here. I'm the Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion a program out of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC. I'm also the co-host and co-producer of the Roots, Water, and Hole podcast series with soil scientist Dr. Akila Martin. And I'm the executive director of the Center for Urban Transformation in Chicago. Well, it is February. People are eager in anticipation of spring. And as such, I hope you have begun planning your gardening season. But if you have not, it is time to get going. And that's what we want to help you do. Some of you, if you're like me, you've combed through the seed catalogs and started getting those seeds. In fact, I have seeds still on the way. So let's get going for the 2023 gardening season. Planning is essential. So I know we are anxious to harvest those veggies during the season, but I want to state from the beginning that you must plan to integrate, if you're gardening in a serious way, pollinators and companion plants into your plant. We'll talk more about that uh, in upcoming episodes, but want you to think about that uh, in terms of your plan, uh, in terms of any thinking you're going to do, whether you're going to start seeds or whether you're going to buy seedlings from your local garden center or from your local uh, urban farm or farm or however you're going to uh, get your plants. You need to think about integrating uh, pollinators and companion plants into um, your garden plan. So on that note, the show notes for this episode will include resources to assist you in doing that integration. Many of us have been successfully growing vegetables for years, but eh, we didn't always realize the importance of pollinators and companion plants. And you can garden successfully without that, but you will find by integrating 
uh, pollinators and companion plants into your um, garden, your vegetable garden, that you will have even greater success. So, again, integrate that into your plan. We'll have some resources available to help you do that. Seed starts. Well, it's time to get started if you are so inclined. Not everybody has the capacity or the desire to do that. Uh, Sometimes it's a lack of space or whatever the case may be. But um, for those of you that are interested in seed starting, um, we will also include information in the show notes about um, seed starting chart for those of us in the Chicago region of USDA Zones 5 slash 6. First up, of course, are cool weather crops, and it will not be long before you will be able to start uh, your seeds as well for your warm weather crops of your choice. A uh, link will be provided for you uh, offering some suggestions about what crops to grow, especially for containers and small space home gardening, which is what we really focus on. But no, any selections we will offer for our home gardeners will be amenable to uh, anybody, regardless of what kind of gardening that you are interested in doing, particularly if you are interested in saving space. Again, I reiterate that most of our work is related to fabric grow bag gardening or other small space kinds of gardening. Uh, So again, many of us have the desire and the need to save space and to make space for a larger uh, variety of produce. So all of that is fine. So anything that we offer here is relevant to any style of gardening you want to do. So other things that we need to consider as we develop our plan for 2023 are things such as soil temperature. And so, again, our resources that are in the show notes will offer opportunities for you to um, pay attention to soil temperature. Why is soil temperature important? Well, uh, plenty of seeds will not germinate unless the soil is a certain temperature. Um, Certain things... You can start earlier in the year because they require a soil temperature, eh, maybe about 50 degrees or so. I'm thinking about radishes and some other things like that. And again, you can note what those particular crops are. Other things like tomatoes and warm weather crops, and that's why we make that distinction between cool and warm weather crops is because soil temperature is real important for either germinating your seed or for for the plants that you select to be able to thrive uh, once we transplant them into the soil. So uh, soil temperature, an important consideration. The length of day, sunrise, sunset. We'll give you a chart on that as well. So the, um, the show notes will be packed with information to get you started. Uh, again, um, certain things uh, thrive based upon the length of sun that they're going to get per day. Um, you may have noticed here in mid-February in Chicago, 
already the difference in the sunlight available between um, or since the winter solstice, which was around, what, December 22nd or so in 2022. But even now, um, like my wife mentioned the other day, oh, have you noticed? And I had noticed by looking at the window outside of my office and studio here that, oh, my goodness, it's 530. Uh, and it's still kind of light. So we noted that since the solstice, that means um, an increase in the daylight of about an hour. And that's on the back end. So that's in the evening. So um, you know, many things that you want to grow, they require a certain amount of light. And um, certain things also based their lifespan upon the available light. That's why even some things that you may want to grow because there's cool weather crops and you may want to start them in the, in the spring, you may want to wait until the fall because there's still enough sunlight and you may not run the risk of starting some things in the spring that may catch a hot spell uh, inadvertent hot spell, and I don't know what inadvertent is anymore, given the climate change scenario that we're involved in. But in the fall, you may avoid that, and you still have enough sunlight for things to grow as they should. Other things, if you notice and if you have experienced gardening, uh, you will note that their vitality declines after a certain period of time, and that's because the amount of daylight decreases and these plants make note of that and begin to uh, end their life cycle. So uh, sunlight, sunlight availability is real important. Interrelated to that is um, the shade or full sun conditions in your gardens. Uh, that will help determine what you're able to grow. There's things available for you to grow. Maybe not everything that you want, but it all depends on um, your site and the amount of available sunlight and the quality of that sunlight that will determine what you can grow. If you have a shadier site, you may not uh, do well with peppers and tomatoes, uh, but you could do a variety of greens and kales and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, don't be discouraged. You just may have to uh, forego some of the things that you would like to grow in the interest of growing things that are amenable to your site. Of course, temperature makes a difference as well. Uh, your air temperature, some things do just fine. Uh, even if the temperature gets down uh, close to freezing and, you know, only goes up to 40, 50, 60 degrees during a certain part of the season, they're okay with that. Other things, again, like your tomatoes and peppers and your eggplant and those sorts of things, they require a, a higher air temperature even at night. So that's why, again, we make the distinction between cool and warm weather crops. And again, at the risk of being redundant, that's why we will give you information about cool weather and warm weather crops so that you can make 
accurate decisions about what to grow and when, and also correlate that with um, your seed starting chart. That also leads into uh, using your chart to determine when you will start your seed. Some things you won't start until, into say, for example, April. For example, for things that you won't transplant until early June. Uh, there are certain things that you can start now because they are cool weather crops and um, you are nearing the time to begin to start those seeds now. Of course, air temperature during the day, uh, again, is something that's real important for you to consider and what determines, in fact, what is a cool and a warm weather crop. So, again, you'll see the chart, but um, your peas and your radishes and some of those things that we can get going pretty quickly here, particularly as we get into March and March is coming to an end and beginning in April. Uh, so we're not far off. So it's time to think about what we want to do. Planning. Planning is essential. So we're going to give you a lot of stuff to deal with regarding your garden. Uh, we're going to give you some beginning teases about soil, for example, but uh, that's something we'll cover in more detail uh, in the March episode. And it is my hope that we will be able to schedule Dr. Akila Martin, our co-host and co-producer, on the series in the March episode, given the fact that she is a soil enthusiast and soil scientist. So we look forward to bringing her into the fold. And if not for the initial podcast for the month of March, then we will do a special edition with her related to soil. So let's look forward to that as well. So I think that's pretty much it uh, in terms of the gardening piece. Uh, the show notes also will have some other information uh, that we will share with you regarding the fact that, remember, we're not just strictly doing garden education anymore. We're doing food literacy stuff. Uh, and occasionally, maybe even some stuff related to movement. So um, we will have some other things that we will discuss, particularly in the show notes, and perhaps even before we end this particular episode. So... Um, stay tuned for all of that. Anyway, as someone who has my mother living with me, who is 97 years old, dealing with Alzheimer's, devastating disease, it's even really difficult to square who my mother is in the state versus the woman who raise me. I won't go into details except that. And, and you know, if you don't know, and I'm sure most people know, maybe not to the deepest extent of knowledge regarding Alzheimer's. It's completely debilitating and 
something we want to avoid if we can. So without belaboring this, someone to link in the show notes an article, it shows the distinct necessity to pay attention to what we eat, learn more and more about food, eating, food is medicine, all those sorts of things, healthy lifestyle, and anything else we can imagine related to food and healthy lifestyle in terms of how it may slow the memory decline and other kinds of things related to Alzheimer's. I mean, hopefully we can prevent people from having the disease at all. So look for that in the show notes. Also in the show notes, we will link to an article on GMO or bioengineered food labels. Been in effect for about a year. Interesting article. I don't know how many people knew that information was available on food labels, but that information is available. Of course, there's some criticism about the labeling program, but nonetheless, those labels do exist, and this article will show you how to find that information about anything you may want to avoid because they're bioengineered or GMO products. Something entirely up to you. Certain government agencies say that these things are okay. It's a personal choice. And I think people have the right to avoid them if that's what they'd like to do. So check that piece out. We'll have some offerings from our bookshelf in the show notes as well. Just two or three little things, including the latest book that we got related to gardening called The Vertical Veg, V-E-G. So we'll have some information about, like I said, two or three books from our bookshelf here. Things that are pertinent and relevant to planting your garden and some of the things that we talked about. I think maybe I will add a title on companion planting and maybe something else. We'll figure it out. But stay tuned and look for that as well. As always, looking for guests, we like to drop a podcast with our partner, Chicago's Food, the second Tuesday of every month. This particular episode will be included in that offering. So stay tuned for that. Let's see. Um, But that does not preclude us from doing other food literacy and gardening-related podcasts during any particular month, particularly throughout the growing season. So we're interested in guests. Uh, We're interested in those folks out there that 
have knowledge about all the things we're talking about, if you're a seed starter, seed saver, be in touch. Love to have you on to talk about seed starts and seed saving. If you are a consummate pepper and tomato grower, love to have you on to talk about that. You have expertise in terms of pollinators, companion planting, love to have you on. So, yeah, we'd like to have some guests in the house. So please reach out. The best way to do that is O-R-R-I-N at CutChicago, C-U-T-Chicago dot O-R-G. All one word. And again, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So, until the next podcast, or the next, more accurately, Food Literacy Podcast, we'll say, signing off and peace. But again, don't forget, you got anything you think we should get out to people to support gardeners, particularly home gardeners, as we hope to expand our home gardening work and network exponentially over the next few years. Please be in touch and please um, agree to do an episode with us so that we can get this workout, get this food produced hyper-locally and so that we can care for ourselves. Warren Williams, Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion, a program out of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC, Executive Director of the Center for Urban Transformation Chicago, and co-host and co-producer of the Roots Warding Hole podcast series with my co-host and co-producer, soil scientist, and soil enthusiast, Dr. Akila Martin. Thank you. Peace.